0: You're listening to the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now, here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is episode number 70 of the ON60 Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. Every 10 episodes, we do it. Got to thank the man who provides us with our music, Jonathan Howe. Uh, at oh, Jonathan yeah. on air Instagram. Uh, check out all of his work because he's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. Sa- Sabre fan too. So a quick uh, – I'm sorry. I got to give a quick shout out. I am very sorry for Saturday. I know you put up with this a lot two years at Mohawk with me because the Red Wings were actually decent and it was before the 39-point year. And now this year the Red Wings are actually – well, they might be good. I don't know, but they might be good. Yeah, so keywords might be. <laughs> might be, yeah. might M5. be. Yeah, that might be. So, uh, yeah, I know you had to put up with that for a few years, but I'm very sorry about Saturday. Uh, Mo cider, 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 cider. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Overtime, wings win. So, uh, I'm sorry about that. And you just had to apologize, but yeah, you're doing great work. So keep it up. You wait till I see well my said. phone after this. You well wait said. till I see my phone after this. Really? Again, <laughs> at, at Jonathan on Airs, where you can find him. On Instagram, and it had to be said, Red Wings, a uh, nice two and a weekend this weekend. Uh, took care of the Buffalo Sabres in overtime, and then beat the Vegas Golden Knights five to two on home ice. As, hey, as we make it sound like a, uh, a Red Wing show, which isn't the worst idea, but yeah, I am it's, in USA land. Yeah, for the Wings game on Tuesday night. For anyone listening on Tuesday night, I am currently there, and hopefully the Wings are winning. Yeah. If not, don't tweet me. Oh, that'll suck. Please don't message me. <laughs> don't message me. Message you. I just threw it right on you. I know, right? <laughs> Real team player there. Right? Good one. Um, <laughs> and for anyone that complained about the shot, it was nothing. The shot. If anyone complained about the test, well, it was kind of nothing. You guys must have had worse doctors than me or nurses or pharmacists or Whatever, I didn't really read their name tag, but yeah. uh, it was not that bad, so yeah, that's good. It uh costs as much as the tickets are worth, but the tickets yeah, are free, it's, so it's okay. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always nice to get those. I got those a few years ago, I believe it was a Dallas game. I believe Dallas, Dallas, the wings won. Look, yeah, the wings won. Yeah, that's I know, it. but yeah, they won, so nice. that was cool. Good yeah. night, all in all. Good night, But yeah, fun one. Yeah, uh, we got a good show coming up. Uh, Again, Colin coming in clutch. He's got the cheat sheet going. Uh, You know, kind of a rundown of what we're going to do. Yeah, we are working on stuff. Anyone listens to Dan Lebetard Or used to listen to Dan Lebetard when he was on ESPN and haven't listened to his podcast? Well, do it. Um, His stat of the day theme song. We're working on it. It's not going to be 12 minutes long, but uh, (laughs) we're working on it. Yeah, I I feel like we got to get... I feel like we got to get the vocals in there too. Um, Crickets. I will not be singing. That will not happen. (laughs) I may be the seventh best singer in Canada, but I will not be singing. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you right now. Hey, I can tell you right now that I'm the second, I'm the second best singer in this Zoom call right now. So congrats. (laughs) Oh man. But hey, but hey. I don't snore in my sleep as it was said two weeks ago. What? When I sleep, I don't snore <laughs> talking about the so last about two weeks ago. we got to do it about that. Just a random topic. I week. do. I do. Ted Lehman knows, uh, we were coming back from North Bay with the ice dogs on the bus. Yeah. A nice four or five hour trip back to St. Catharines. I fell asleep and I was told I was pretty loud. So, uh, Man, yeah, wow. I cannot. I cannot sleep in in a uh, vehicle in moving vehicles. I think I told you that airplane. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Airplane, you know, anywhere. Vehicles, no. Yeah, vehicles. I can't. I'm a no. Yeah, but, I won't sleep in trains because trains are awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, I trains sleep are cool. In car. Really, I cannot, especially a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's pretty rough. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of sleep that way, but oh well. Fun week this week. A lot of OHL news around the league too, which is going to be a it's going to be a fun one this week. We had a yeah. fun featured game too. Which yeah, is exciting. Got yeah, we did a lot of a uh, a lot of a little bit of a uh, suspension action going on all three. I think that was the same as last week. I don't know two last week, two or three last week. week. Yeah, but yeah. three this week. That's an interesting uh, topic to get into. I mean, when teams are playing each other a fair bit, obviously it didn't happen against a team that Niagara has played a few times. So yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. There's, I think it's a little bit of a frustration move, so we'll catch on that in the second segment. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one this week. Yeah, of course, we're going to kick it off. Featured game, Erie and Niagara, as Robbie Ray is named a finalist for the AL Cy Young Award. That just came up on my phone. I don't know. So let's move on. Um, After the featured game, we will hit up the stats of the week, plus uh, a very nice update. On former show guest Jonah D. Simone in his QMJHL debut, Uh, we're gonna be all over that because wow, that was awesome! Big Gatno fans, Gatno's a new Muskegon for us. Big Gatno fans, huge. You're not gonna find. You're not gonna find bigger Gatno fans. I've heard stories about Gatno. Yeah, I kind of want to go. I don't (laughs) because there's one reason I don't want to go. Uh oh. (laughs) We don't speak trouble. French. <laughs> I was told if you don't speak French, you are not going to be very I mean, just over in that arena. Yeah, but it's just a <laughs> totally story away. I've heard from someone that I know. Um, if you speak English, um, people will, uh, let's just say, meet you in the parking lot because you're not speaking French. Whether that's Ooh. true or not, I have no idea. That's just a story from someone that I know. Wow. Okay. So, um, no, we will oh, not yeah. be going to a Gatno game. We'll go to Ottawa when Gatno's there for well, whatever they call this, that cup. I can't remember. What not it's this called. year, though. We'll not as year, cool man. as the I 75 Divide Cup presented by Coors Light. Coors light. <laughs> 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 Coors light, probably the Battle of the Ottawa River or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Canine it cup. Um, no, <laughs> I knew I'd get you fired up for that one. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Uh, following that, uh, Remembrance Day games. Those are happening. Big week. Oh, a big week. Yeah, those are huge. So uh, we'll touch on that. All of the cool jerseys. Um, we will talk about yeah. that as well. Uh, Kitchener Rangers always bring out the best. Um, so we will discuss that. Uh, Miss Welsh, by the way. We are going to yeah, talk right about on. that. She is making her regular season debut um, in an OHL game. Yeah, I know where. Stay tuned. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's really good for the league. That's I'm really excited for that one. Yeah. Good place to good place to make your debut too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, of course the suspensions. A uh, few players not being able to play for the next few games. Um, of course, uh, we'll look at players who. You know, kind of caught our eyes. We'll go through the uh, player and the goaltender of the week in the Ontario Hockey League. And then, of course, we'll also look at uh, some of the teams that surprised us a bit, some teams that had great weekends, some teams that didn't have very great weekends. So uh, we'll all touch on that. And, of course, that leads us up to our final topic of every show. We will preview uh, the upcoming featured game for this week. Battle of the Ottawa River, by the way. I knew it was that. Um, hey. Between the sixty sevens and Olympique. is the trophy like a river, like with like the bridge? I don't. Know. I do hand action, they do they have are. a. Pretty sure they do have a trophy, I right? Yeah, can't remember what. I it's feel called. like it's got to be like the bridge, and have like the like the cities, you know, and then like a river. <laughs> Random hand as I try to describe but it would be. To absolutely nobody. <laughs> Uh, on to the featured gamers yeah let's get to the featured game while I look up this trophy yeah 6-4 as we head to Niagara 6-4 Thursday evening November 4th we were in Niagara 6-4 the Erie Otters defeat the Niagara Ice Dogs game 95 in the season that was interesting it was an interesting game for sure because it was like the teams that went outside of the countries the player makes a match they didn't have very good success those road teams or the home yeah the road teams so Erie was the first American team to win in Canada, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and uh, quick uh, trivia question: someday down the road, maybe, never know. But uh, yeah, six four final shots on goal in the game, thirty four to twenty two for the Erie Otters over the Niagara Ice Dogs. Josh Josh Rosen's leg played really good in this game. The goaltender for the Niagara Ice Dogs. I mean, yes, it's four nothing halfway through the game, but. He's he made at least, I think, I checked off three automatic goals in the first half of the game, so it could have easily been seven nothing. So, really good performance. And then the Hager Ice Dogs were a little bit late to the party, I could say off the bat, you know, like didn't have their feet under them. And then all of a sudden, they battled, they were battling in the second half of that game. And they get a couple goals, and all of a sudden, you're right back into the hockey That's the trademark Mike Babcock saying, We didn't start on time. Yeah, that's why I tried to change it up a little bit. I didn't want to do the Babcock. <laughs> that, uh, Bad memories of being a Red Wing fan. I recently. We won a couple. I'm okay with it. You didn't Pretty win in Toronto. True, yeah. So hey, hey, if you win, if you win, it's success. If exactly. you win, it's success. Yeah, awesome. I, mean, I I I'm with you as well. Uh the Erie Otters looked like the 2016-2017 Erie Otters in the first half of the game. It really wasn't close. Um, 13 to seven the shots in the first period, 12 to 4 in the second. Uh, Niagara won that category in the third, but again, you get down four, nothing, halfway through the game, you're getting into oh, a little late to get started now, but I guess we'll try. And they did, like you said, they did battle in that second half, probably the better team in the second half of the game. The Erie Otters looked like they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit, but, uh, able to get enough by Rosenzweig. Uh, to get the win, but yeah, as you were going to mention, power plays two for five with the Erie Otters. Niagara Ice Dogs one for four with the man advantage, and the this rivalry is this is going to continue. The Ice Dogs are going to have this game, and the Otters are going to. It's just this is going to happen. This is the way the season series always goes between the Otters and Ice Dogs, and. I think you and I were talking about this uh, in Hamilton on Saturday and this, this is no disrespect to Rosenzweig at all, but um, if we got two number ones in the net for this game, does Niagara win this hockey game? And yeah. I think both of us said yes. And then took another look at the highlights and say, Oh no, there were a few goals there that no goaltender was stopping, even if he was Shaq. So, yeah. um, you know, that's a good one. Ace. I like you that. Get, <laughs> I'm not, Jack. anything that, that I kind of want to reference with a big person. Shaq's huge. Do think, so do you think Shaq can play net? No, actually probably. Cause he wouldn't have to move. Yeah. Just hit him play yeah. big. Um, but yeah, this was, I mean, we could go through the goals. I think um, it, it's easy to say that it was very well-deserved Connor Lockhart getting the first star of the game, um, you know, coming into this one, having no goals on the season. Only two assists. He was a minus player. And well, he finally showed up and played very well for the otters and was one of the reasons why they won this game. Oh, big time. I mean, he looked really good. Lockhart looked good. Hoffman looked good. Um, Sova getting his first was nice. There's a couple firsts in that game. I mean, mm-hmm. Daniel Gushen scoring his ninth, the first goal for the ice dogs in the game. Ninth goal of the year for Gushen. I mean, Dushin's been everything and more than I think the Ice Dogs thought they were going to get. I think he's been better than my expectations. I don't know for you, Rich, but for me, he has because I didn't expect him to be that good defensively. He's actually winning puck battles in his own end, which is so important, right? Mm-hmm. So props to him because that's nice if he uh, if he can be this in his own end. I mean, that's a that's a good prospect. So that's props to him, and I mean, it helps when you're killing penalties, right? Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about him uh, coming out of the preseason. We went to see that final game against the Kitchener Rangers uh, at the Meridian center. And it was a lot of, you know, Gushin gets the puck over center into the offensive end shot or shot, 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 shot. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, great hustle back from Daniil Gushin there. Nice defensive play to get back um, or a lot of, Oh, a nice pass across. You know, he's starting to become a team player for the ice dogs and he's, He's starting to notice that this team is maybe not weaker than the Muskegon Lumberjacks were. Lumberjacks had a good team last year. It's Chicago Steel, they were just better. Yeah. So, Paikin started to realize, like, hey, I got to be a lot better myself in my own end. Like you mentioned, I got to be a lot better in the neutral zone. I got to start making plays in the offensive zone, finding be more responsible and wings in the slot. Yeah, exactly. Being more responsible. And well, when you start to see his play, start to get to another level is when you're seeing him playing a full 200 foot game. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's so important. I mean, you don't make the NHL anymore like that. I mean, look how fast Phil Castle died out in Arizona. How many times did yeah. you talk about Phil Castle? I mean, those guys that only play that one half of the rink really aren't there anymore. It took Alexander Ovechkin to fully commit to Barry Trotz's system to win a cup. Look how many different uh, coaches Alex Ovechkin got through. I mean, he was going through coaches left and right. Every year we we're talking about a new coach. I mean, Dale Hunter, one of the best active coaches right now in the Ontario Hockey League, couldn't get through The Canadian Alex Hockey Ovechkin. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the CHL. And uh, he couldn't get through to Alex Ovechkin. All of a sudden, like, it's very hard. I mean, those guys are dying out. Alex Ovechkin now is a lot better defender because he has to defend. He has to. And a lot of it's mentally. A lot of it's mentally. They just won't allow themselves to do it which is tough for me, a little bit of an ego. Yeah, I'm a sniper. I don't play defense. Oh, well, I could be in this league. Sorry. Yeah, and it's nice to see Gushen committed to both ends of the ice. I mean, props to Billy Burke for that, putting him on the power play. I mean, or on the penalty kill. I mean, that's big, putting him on the penalty kill like that. You force him to play defense. You force him. You can't hang out. Five on three, you can't be doing that. I mean, you look at the games against Hamilton. Yeah, they struggled against Hamilton, right? But look who was out there on the penalty kills. That's nice to see. That's nice to see. Hamilton's a good team. When North Bay comes there, look for that. When Oshawa's there, look for that. You got Tulio, Harrison, Richie. Uh, you got those guys out there that are so good up front. You got to be careful. You got Leighton Moore as a puck retriever on that power play that brings a puck up the ice. Good first step. Good skater. going Goosh can skate with Leighton Moore. Goosh can skate with him. Mm-hmm. So those are the matches that you'd like to see. And uh, I'm excited to see that for sure as he develops. Because it's only November. It is only November 9th today. There's a lot of games to go. And there's and for most guys, they can only go up. Most guys they only go up. And when they if they buy into the system, which it clearly it looks like he is, because he's killing penalties and he's doing a decent job at it. So that's one thing to look out for because I think he's only gonna get better. So that's why in my opinion, right now, as it's November 9th today, I believe that Daniel Gushin's better than I ever thought he would be right now. I expected him to score a lot. I expected him to do that. But to be able to kill penalties like this, he was never that defensive guy at Muskegon. He went down to the second line some days on Muskegon because of that, in my opinion, because of the matchups. Mm-hmm. But he could always score. All the time, he'd be out there on the power play. But he would never be on that top line some nights against the good teams because of the shutdown. So now that he can do that, I believe he's a better player right now in the Niagara Ice Dog system. Than he ever was. So props to him. And uh I believe that's why he was a third round pick because the, the defense. I mean, third round pick, you'll obviously that's a nice pick for that offense, right? You get Daniel Gushin in the third round. Yeah, he can score you 50 goals, possibly. I mean, for sure, put you 30 goals on that power play in San Jose. But can he play defense? We need to play defense, we need to preach defense. I think that's why he went back to the OHL because. You send him to Dr. to juniors to the EHL, You can really focus on those little things, right? The AHL, the game moves quick. You're playing against men, and it's a lot different. In the OHL, it's slower to him because he's a bigger prospect. It's a slower game for him, mm-hmm. so it it comes to him easier, and he can process things faster. So it's a perfect teaching moment for your brain for your brain to slow down. reaching everyone has this. I mean, I need to do it. I'm a blonde, so <laughs> I always have blah I always have blonde moments. Can you imagine taking two steps back, take that breath, right? And that's all that is. Going to the OHL, he takes a step back to take two steps forward. Because if you can improve on his defense, you might see him do the Phil Tomasino and play right away in San Jose. That's how good he could be. And for them to get that in the third-round pick, that's what their hope was for him to commit the defense. And if he can, in which he has been, props to deal. I mean, that's right on. I mean, I'm pumped for him. I mean, that's why I'm rambling on about him. I need to shut up, but right on. Great right offer for Daniel Gushin and going to get a good prospect if we can keep doing that. Yeah, well said. Uh, Daniel Gushin is a plus seven this year uh, for the Niagara Ice Dogs, whether you look at plus minus or not. I still do. Um, I do. And a big part of that, he was plus four in their yeah. game against Barry on October 21st. Uh, that, of course, yeah. in a five-point effort. Yeah. I mean – you know what he can do. You know you're going to get the points. You know, I'm a, you know you're know you going to get over a point a game from Benil. It's just that defensive thing. And plus minus Reese is huge. Plus minus is huge just because are you, you're either taking the puck out of your net or you're celebrating. Yeah. That's what you're doing. I mean, you get, if you take the puck out of your net too many times, you're going to lose. You don't play to lose. So that's, a, that's why I like plus minus. So if anyone has a problem with it, there's my example. I'd gladly talk about it. I'm a big plus minus fan. Also a big fan of shot attempts. I had fun with that this week. I was going to say, you had some fun with that. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, Colin had some fun in Hamilton. Um, Catwalk, no problem. Uh, Quick scoring summary for you. Call GQ. What's that? Call GQ, catwalk. Oh, my God. It's just a catwalk. Just look forward if you hate it that badly. Exactly. Look up. Uh, boom look into the stars yeah look up and then in oshawa where there's no cage boom over the ice yeah yeah, yeah. over the railing Cal- on the ice yeah calgary's a lot worse than hamilton shout out to marcus budalier for that video yeah that, that's a lot worse than uh yeah that's clutch hamilton yeah um, yeah so scoring summary for you lockhart opens it up spencer sova christian kairu uh, get the assist that came at the 6:51 mark of the first. Uh, then Brendan Hoffman, his third of the season from Lockhart and Cairo, 16:51 uh, mark. That was a power play goal, and that's where we would stand after one. A two nothing uh, Erie Otters lead. Head to the second early on, 3:58 in. Brendan Hoffman gets his fourth, second of the game. Uh, Nathan Sauter and Colby. I should have listened to this in the building. Uh, Saget Seganuic, Nuuk, Seganuic. Seganuic. Seganuic, he gets Seganuic. a secondary assist Seganuic. on Hoffman's fourth of the season, <laughs> his college, I'm trying right? to sound it out. <laughs> this is the best part about not having the best access to all of these names is trying to say them correctly until you have the opportunity to ask if they're correctly and the media guides this year only had like five names per yeah. lineup. It's like, and it's like the easiest one. So like, it's like a really Wilson. Oh, yeah. You say that. Yeah, Please. thank you. Um, there's Del Bell Balus. Del Bell. That was a fun name to say. That's a broadcast. new name bracket. That if you was the, the saga. that was the one name I never had problems with that night. Del Bell Balus. It was weird. Very Chris. Bjork Vick Holm. Bjorkvik Holm. Holm. I just start saying home. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah <laughs> yeah. Um I I had harder problems with Needance on Oshawa one night before. It was weird. Yeah. Um uh back to this one though. Nine fifty six into the second period as we hit the uh, midway mark in regulation. Spencer Sova's first of the year uh, from DeMato and Lockhart. That was a power play goal. And then again, like we mentioned, four nothing Erie midway through the game. And you're thinking, Oh crap, here comes Tynan. Goaltending change, not looking good for the ice dogs. Well, they storm back with the next three. The first one, like we mentioned, uh, Daniel Gushin's ninth of the year for Mason Howard and J.Q. Birdie. That one was at the 1229 mark of period number two. And then to round out the scoring uh, in the second, Bryce Cook, his fourth of the season. Isaac Enright, Josh Rosenswag, uh, getting the assists on that power play marker. Uh, head to the third, a minute and a half in, Aiden Castle, who has been really good for the Ice Dogs this year. Uh, and shocking, Panophemus gets the assist. Uh, those two have been a really nice dynamic duo for the Ice Dogs this year, especially now with Gushin and Uberti being out for the next few games, next couple games. Uh, they're going to be looking for offense out of them. The Burks are going to be looking for offense out of those two young guns, and I think they're going to provide it, which is really exciting. Um for sure. Then it would be the Erie Otters responding, making it a 5-3 game. Connor Lockhart, second of the game, second of the year, uh, would eventually be the game winner. Uh, Elias Cohen and uh, Daniel D'Amato get the assists, a 20 mark of period number three. Cameron Snow would get the Ice Dogs a little bit closer. Dylan Rubrick and Declan Wadick get the assists, 12-31 into the third for Snow's first. And then Owen Johnston, empty netter, Shorthanded, the insurance marker. Yeah, first goal for him. Uh, yeah, Christian Kairou, Brett Brissett, getting the assists with four seconds left in regulation time. Yeah, hi. Hey, Grandpa, how did you score your first OHL goal? Well, I shot it about 100 feet down, and it went in an empty net. <laughs> what a story with four seconds left in the game. It was a snipe. It was a snipe. I got in, it was barred <laughs> out. <You're like>, oh. <laughs> oh, what did the goalie do? Well, he put his head down he, on the bench seeing so that good. it went in. <laughs> he was so good on the play. He moved to, from his right to the left to watch it go into his empty net <laughs> from the bench. And he opened the door to go back on for those four seconds. Man. He was quick. Also, a big uh, shout to Cameron Lowe, getting the solo. Solo yeah. lap. Late. That was sweet. Yeah, he gets the solo lot. The Niagara Falls native. A lot of teams do this, give you the local tap. You go to your hometown, you get the solo lap with the closest OHL arena your hometown, you get the solo lap. And I love the solo laps, as we mentioned a lot on the show. But uh Cameron Lowe, solo lap, Thursday night in Niagara, Niagara Falls native. So nice to see him get the solo. I'm sure he was pretty uh, fired up. It's too bad, though, because, like, the crowd, obviously in warm-ups like that, the crowds aren't what you think they would be, right? So it's too bad it wasn't, like, a little bit more full because that would really get your uh, heart pumping. But really cool though to see him get the solo lap. 6-4, the final for the Erie Otters. They take it over the Ice Dogs. First of many meetings between the two clubs uh, this season. Before we, hit the get, before we hit the first break of the show, uh, a couple of topics to get to. Uh, stat of the week. And we are working on music for this. It won't be stat as great as week. Dan, but it's hard. But uh, yeah. we'll figure yeah, we it know. out. Um, Colin, what is your stat of the week? This week's stat of the week. Jonah DeSimone, three points in his debut in the queue. We're going to have a few uh, stats of the week. We're going to be show guests for a little bit here because we mm-hmm. want to see uh, what we got. We might have some shot trackers. Very interesting. Oscar Olsson, 12 shot attempts on Sunday afternoon in Hamilton. That's pretty cool. A lot from the flag spot on the power play. and That's a face-off dot, but interesting. But Jonah DeSimone, three points in his queue debut on Saturday. So. Congrats to Jonah and Reese. You were around him a ton. And the two years now I've known Jonah, he's one of the best show guests we've had on. He's such a good guy. He deserves nothing but success. Reese, And I know you'll be able to attest to this, but he deserves nothing but success. And it's unfortunate how the situation went in Niagara because uh, in my opinion, he deserved to play. He deserved all the success he can get. And I'm glad he gets to, an opportunity now and three point debut. Such a good guy, smart kid, deserves all he's gonna get. And uh, congrats, Jonah, and uh, good luck. I know you're gonna do good. Yeah, it really wasn't uh, really wasn't a nice ending to his ice dogs career. For Jonah, played you know, just a couple of games and just you you could see it off the ice. Whether it was at the Meridian Center, he'd come up in either the uh, the press box or the radio booth, and just he he wasn't the he wasn't the, the excited player that you saw in his rookie year in, the, in that short and second year for him. He was, you know, a lot of long faces from Jonah Simone. He wasn't like, you know, as you see the role that J.Q. Birdie's playing, Jonah Simone wants to be out there with him as well. Those two are very good buddies. Drafted and together. Just, yeah, he wasn't out there, and that's going to get you down, obviously. On the bus trip to Oshawa, one of two scratches that came to the game. And just, he was there for a bus ride. You could tell the vibe that he was giving off. It just, he really didn't want to be there. And I could understand why is a veteran guy wants to be in the lineup and just, it didn't work out in Niagara. So yeah, uh, all the best to him. I still like him better in Ice Dogs Red and not Gatno Black, but it's different, eh? But, it's uh, different, eh? Yeah, it's uh, you know all the best to Jonah. Uh, we wish him well, and uh, I know he's going to give himself a really good opportunity to advance in his hockey career uh, playing out East. So good for him. Oh, that uh, was a great yeah. debut. Like I said, goal and two assists for him uh, to begin his QMJHL career. So uh, that's Colin's stat of the week. now a fun topic. I think we're going to have a little bit of a debate here. Um, maybe it might turn into a poll a question. We'll see. Uh, the Remembrance Day games are taking place this week. Of course, uh, make sure everyone's got their poppies on uh, on Thursday, November yes. 11th. Well, you know, obviously before then, but uh, especially on November 11th uh, for Remembrance Day. Uh, and that this is something that the OHL does a phenomenal job with. Ninety-five percent of the teams around the league they have Remembrance Day jerseys on. For this week, whether it's on the 11th or whether it's after or before. And I think this is going to be our debate is who, who are some of the best or what are some of the best Remembrance Day ceremonies we've seen? What are some of the best jerseys we've seen? What are, you know, what, where are we looking? If we want to go to a Remembrance Day game, what is an arena we want to go to? Oh, for sure. And I mean, obviously for me, it's not, it's biased, but it isn't biased at the same time. I mean, London to me has always been special. I remember it's that uh, Barry has a good one, mm-hmm. but I really like how London's in, get the tanks and stuff and you really appreciate, I mean, we don't have a league without them. when The military has went for, for our freedom, which is massive. I mean, and that's the thing that people got to remember. We don't, we're not, we're not fortunate enough to be here right now. We don't have a show. We don't have a hockey game. We don't have a Mor- Memorial cup. We don't, have, we don't have anything without them. So that is, that. like, that's honestly, like, huge thank you. I mean, thank you for everything you guys do. Because, I mean, I'm not tough enough to do that. I would never be able to be away from my family yes. like that. I would, I mean, you're in a totally different world. And I'm not tough enough to do that. So on behalf of reason. I just want to say thank you for your service to all the frontline workers. I mean, military members, the families that go through all that. I mean, thank you for everything that you guys do for us. And uh, it's greatly appreciated because we're not fortunate enough to have anything that we have without them. So uh, thank you. And I mean, they're fighting the good fight. and uh, I'm not strong enough to do that. I could never be able to do that. I mean, you're gone away from your family. Uh, I've had some family. I have an uncle, I have some cousins that are in the military. So it's uh, kind of a touchy subject for me. But uh, thank you for everybody that, for what they do for us. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like you said, there'd be no show right now. Um, yeah, and I'm not tough enough. We I'm not tough enough to do that. Yeah, so. No, no way. Not a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, again, thank you for your service. Appreciate uh, it's, it, it. It's such an underappreciated holiday, and it's, it's not really considered a holiday, but at the same time, it is. And yeah, that's one thing that, uh, we'd always take part in. My brother uh, and myself is uh, we made sure that even if we were a little bit sick, we didn't miss the Remembrance Day ceremony at school. Um, yeah, I used to love there. that. That's... Um, yeah. I remember, I remember from my Co-op Rogers TV in Brantford. Uh, I I think it was grade twelve and maybe the first year after high school, but uh, we went out and shot the Remembrance Day ceremony in uh, downtown Brantford across from the armories. Uh, at the Cenotaph in Brantford. And I always remember crapping my pants when the cannon would go off right in front of the armories and it'd just be so yeah. loud. He'd be like, oh yeah, that that thing's here. I forgot about that. It's really cool. And <laughs> Stay away from it. Like they've had all the military vehicles parked in Brantford uh, for the ceremony for the last like week or two, uh, getting ready for it. So um, yeah. And uh, in terms of any building I'd like to be in for the Remembrance Day game, I think it's Kitchener. Uh, for me, I think... The jersey alone, and you, you look at all the history with the city of Kitchener. It was called Berlin at one point. The team, like it, the it was yeah. not Kitchener. It was Berlin, yeah. and with with the Kitchener Rangers, it's not just oh we'll wear camo jerseys. They actually come up with a design, like a different design every year, trying to figure out hey, like what's something we can do different this year that we. Haven't paid tribute to yet, like just trying to get something new every year, new, refreshing. And then they do the auction after the game. I've always wanted to bid on one. I've never had enough money to do that. Uh, one day, I <laughs> you hope you can start. You can start uh, off. Yeah, um, give Jeff Bezos a call. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, can you help fund a uh, remembrance day jersey? Can you help buy the Denver Broncos? That'd be wild. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's always a great week in the Ontario Hockey League. The NHL does a really good job as well, but. When you get to the Ontario Hockey League level, it's more community based, more our community. driven so like yeah, it's our it's, trophy. The ultimate prize is it's the Memorial Cup, yeah. and I mean, it's who carries awesome it thing. out onto the ice? Yeah, the whole weekend. I mean, the Friday night jerseys, the whole the host, That's team. true. Yeah, yeah it's all, and it's in this league. Does this league, the CHL in general, is not around, so it's uh, really cool, and it's a night that you're gonna really appreciate people that fought for our freedoms and also uh we're not here without them so it's pretty cool as a league to be able to have that and uh it's just like iconic to see those jerseys like kitchener and that also ottawa obviously nation capital is a big yeah. deal which is really cool with ottawa and uh barry as well with borden so close so it's really cool to see those uh places like that too and yes reach kitchener's massive i mean kitchener what they do every year with the jerseys and stuff—it's so cool to see them do that. They really take pride in it, and the players get around the community so good as it should be around every fan base in the Ontario Hockey League. So that's uh, really cool to see. I really like Kitchener's as well. For me, it's London because of like the tanks and stuff. I mean, they have the facilities there too in London, so it's really cool to see them come out and get honored the frontline workers as well. And I believe like this year's Remembrance Day, it's obviously the people that fight for our freedom and stuff or that fought for our freedom. But it's also the frontline workers that have, gro- that have really grinded it out working in their hospitals. I mean, going through the struggles of having a chance to, like, I mean, going through the whole COVID situation. I mean, being quarantined away from their families, that's a tough situation to go through. So to the nurses and the doctors, that's huge for them as well. And this is for everybody that is in the frontline services as well. Because without, without them, I mean we would have been a lot worse here in Ontario and in Canada for that matter without them. So big shout out to them as well. Thank you for everything you guys do. Cause again, you, we are not people who are oh, not, not wanting, but we can do we it. I'm not, not strong be enough. We're doing it. So yeah, I'm not strong enough to do it. There's no way I could not chance. Yeah. That's why it's a huge. Thank you. We have to take a break. That was probably the one of the best segments we've had uh, yeah, on the show. But uh, we do have to take a break. When we come back, there's lots more headlines to get to, uh, including our featured game for this upcoming week. So make sure you stick around here on the Owen sixty podcast. This is the Owen sixty. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen sixty Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to The Own 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Own 60 Podcast. Uh, The link is always there uh, to find our website, uh, to find the podcast itself wherever you listen uh, to your podcasts. Everything is there at The Own 60 Podcast. All our graphics, featured game info, uh, and all of our stats that are being tweeted out because Joe Vanderland and Colin Ward seem to have this Twitter thing nailed down. Oh, it's been no. fun. It's been a lot. It has been a lot of work, but it's been fun. That's for sure. I mean, every single, like literally the last, uh, three days, um, I think Joel and I have sent each other a text about like the Twitter, like about a stat, at least every other hour. I mean, as you know, Reese, I can send a lot of texts about, the, about the league. Very true. Time, so it's been interesting. So that's, uh, that's one of the situations that we go through on a daily Joel and I right now about the social media. I mean, it's been really fun and uh, that's what, for sure. And hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, uh, for sure. Great job as always. Again, at the own 60 podcast, a couple of headlines to get to one is awesome. This is unreal. Uh, Kirsten Welsh going to make her, her OHL officiating debut at the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium this Friday, uh, November 12th. Got to do some math for a sec. Uh, against the Owen Sound attack. It's finally coming. She's making her regular season debut. And, of course, this is something we've all been looking forward to since, uh, since she was the lineswoman uh, in a game. Unfortunately, it was not in the main bowl at the Paramount Fine Food Center. But uh, since that day when she made her uh, OHL preseason debut, we've been looking forward to this day for sure for Kirsten Welsh, And uh, we're we're pumped. This is this is awesome. Well, big time. It's well-deserved, too. She's paid her dues. And uh, can't wait. And what a better place. There's no better place to make your debut. I mean, London, Hamilton, Kitchener, the big great You can make it in Kitchener, which is really cool against the Olenstown Attack and the Kitchener Rangers. So you're going to be busy. It's a rivalry game. You're going to be busy, so uh, hopefully the whistle works because uh, there's going to be a lot of calls to be made. That's for sure. So it's exciting and good luck. I wish we could be there. Dang, got stuff to do. That would have been a that would have been a nice game to go to. Nice featured yeah, game. It could, yeah, that would be. We got uh Gavin Bryan as well in the yeah. in the game show guest. Yeah, so yeah, it still could, could be go, a featured Francesco game. Well, just can't make it. I have other. Uh, other commitments to get to, but uh, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. We'll think about it. Well, we have to take a break and uh, after this segment anyways, and talk about it. So um, yeah, yeah, again, if you, if you want to make the trip to Kitchener, they're taking on Owen sound and Kirsten Welsh will be part of the officiating team at the Kitchener Memorial auditorium. So that is really cool. Topic number two suspensions again. Uh, yeah, there's been three. Yeah. There's been three. And we have J.R. Avon first, two-game suspension. He'll miss Friday night's contest against Hamilton. He's already served one game, so he's got one game this week. He'll return Saturday, November 13th. That's when he's eligible in Barry. So, J.R. Avon, big loss to the people of Pete's who are mm-hmm. rolling right now. They're 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 playing a lot better than people thought. I mean, I think they got the 0-160 bump by me saying they might have to make a decision buying or selling a weekend like a moron, Colin but um, <laughs> but yeah could, good good work good work for them good work for them and uh, I gave him the bump I gave him the 0-1-60 bumpers I gave him the bump I did it on purpose second secondly we got Daniel Gushin the two game suspension for a slew foot in Friday night's game in Sudbury he's eligible to return Saturday November 13th at home against Oshawa so Saturday night right for a game at the Meridian Center Daniel Gushin, that's when he's eligible to return. He'll be in the lineup then. But for his teammate and show guest, Jakey Verdi, he's done for this weekend. Suspended three games for a cross-check from a check from behind in Friday night's contest in Sudbury. Jake's eligible to return Thursday, November 18th, at home against the Mississauga Steelheads. So, got yeah, Del Belbeloos and company coming into Meridian. So, had to get that name in there, I Had to Not get that life. name in there, Reese. But, uh, yeah, he, double losing company comes into town at meridian center jake will be back in the lineup so it's good for jake to get back in there because it's been a tough week for the niagara ice dogs five in a row and uh that's massive for them to get the uh, back on saturday and we'll see how they look before then on friday night against the barry colts yeah still a couple of well still a few of active uh suspensions of course logan Mayu still indefinite whether or not he returns in the new year that is still yet to be seen uh, Arbor Jack, I still serving his five games. He'll come back this Saturday, the 13th and Tyler McSorley for the Oshawa generals, uh, his two games. Uh, he will return on the 12th. So Friday, um, and of course, like the three, you mentioned Avon on and Uberti. have to wait a couple of more. So again, I just, I, I think this is, this is warranted a discussion in the span of October 29th to November 5th. And yeah, yeah, it's eight, nine days, whatever. Uh, five suspensions. What's going on here, Colin? What what are we seeing here? I just think it's, and I really I can't say it's teams playing each other too much. I know mean, we talked about that last week, but it really isn't. When Sudbury Niagara just started playing, it's one of those nights. I think we're yeah. Niagara where they've been going through a little bit of a funk, and you got two veteran players. And Daniel Cushin and Jakey Birdie, both assistant captains on the team. They're both leaders. I think they want to get out there and set the tone early and just went south on them. And those happen. That happens for sure, Reese. We've all been there. We've all saw it. In the league, you always see these guys that want to come out and they kind of want to be a hero a little bit. They want to show up. They want to showcase the leaders on their team. They want to come out and set the tone. And sometimes it's overboard. And that's what happened. It happens in the league. It's going to happen. And with Jake, it's been that we've been saying this a lot. He's a he's looked really good. He's improved a lot. He's become that power forward we want him to be. But he's got to stay out of the box. Mm-hmm. And we've said that a bunch of times. And there's that situation where it just went overboard finally. And now you just got to regroup. And when you get back out there, keep doing what you're doing. And uh leave the past in the past. That's what it's there for. And, yeah, Reece, like I just think for most of the teams, it's just teams playing each other all the time. I mean, our Bajakai suspension, we kind of knew. It was close because we mentioned it mm-hmm. last week how he did it once, he did it twice, and all of a sudden that third time, okay, we got to give it to you yeah. a strike three. Yeah, out. we saw it firsthand, and, and it wasn't awesome. playing game, right? So, Yeah, and it was twice. We thought we we thought he would get something that game just because of the situation. It was the second yeah. penalty in the period. And, I mean, it looked like that situation that we just said with Jake where they're leaders and they want to step up for the team. They want to get those wins. The team's in a little bit of a funk right now. They want to get those wins. They need those wins. They want to show their team, let's go, like, let's pick them up here. And it just goes south on them. And that's going to happen. But, yeah, that situation, it's unfortunate. But uh RB Jack, I will be back November 13th as well on Saturday. So he'll return when J.R. Avon and Daniel Gushin do. Time exorily, Oshawa, two games suspension. He'll return Friday, though, November 12th. So he'll be back for Saturday as well. So everybody will be back but J.Q. Birdie. Yeah, you mentioned J.Q. Birdie trying to stay out of the box. Tied for the team lead. 18 penalty minutes uh, with Landon Cato. Those eighteen penalty minutes are in eleven games, so um, yeah, a little high. Yeah, uh, we hot. we do have time for one more topic. When just I have about a question for you, just about four minutes. What's your question? Yeah, I got. And I got a quick question. And I don't know if listeners, it's quick. Uh the Delhi guy I had to shout it out: Landon McCallum and Bruiser doing it in the box. What a situation that was on Saturday, Sudbury Hamilton game. Penalty box madness with the yeah. water bottle. I know it's trending all over the place right now on social media. Just had to quickly shout that out for the league. Delhi guy, just a classic guy right there. Mascot gets in his face. Get him a little bit of water. He needed a drink. He needed some more uh, refreshment. A couple of fans came also, we had Yeah, and also we had some mouth guard penalties. It was a mouth guard, it turned out to be. I thought it was a neck yeah. guard. Chris thought it was a visor right. tilt because I saw that before, but it was a neck. It was a mouth guard. So that was interesting. Reese's tweet was a classic. We see three wolves. Couldn't bring the house down, so they had to put the mouth guards on. Right. So uh, that, was, that well, was When the guy the goes to the box, oh, do we have others? No, nope, no, nope. Got to go to the, the bench had never like had 10 guys plate. on. <laughs> that was so funny. i never, never saw a bench get that small so quick without like a toss. And nice. you see the guys in the corner running to the dressing room. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your question there, man? Oh, that was it. If you saw it, it really wasn't a question. Oh, but, okay. I was like, bruh. No, you're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we still have a couple. I I'm a blonde. Very true. I got to take two steps back, take uh, three steps forward sometimes. I just did it right there. Or I should have done it. Uh, Two and a half to three minutes to go. You wanted to get to this next week, but I think it's a topic we have to discuss this week after we've seen it a lot, uh, like a lot on Twitter. And it's not a subject we want to be talking about. Pandemic or no pandemic? And this will be first off. We've got the numbers from a few teams. 884 people. That is very hard to believe, Mississauga. That is very hard to believe. And this brings up the question. are, Are the Steelheads, is Mississauga a home for an OHL club? Beautiful ring. See, I love this is, the arena. I love going to one of the best arenas in the league, but good media food v- after they sold the arena. Yes, very good media room food. I yeah. will agree with that. Um, it's there ain't no damn way there was 800 fans there, no. yeah, especially when you're watching, you can't even see 100. So, I don't see it. It gets sold. That's a different story Maybe. than... Yeah, the Wings used to do that. get scanned. Yeah, for sure. So... It's, it's just... It, yeah. Th- like, is it worth... How, how long can this stay? Like, how... It, it's been a problem for a while. We haven't seen a lot it's of... 120%. ...saga. But...
1: Yeah, it's under
0: 20%. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go on. To be honest, but the whole league's down. The whole league is down. London's down. Well, every team's yes, down. you're right. And people people are very afraid of going out with the COVID situation. I mean, obviously, it's not as bad as it was, but it's still out there. And I mean, give people their space when they need it. So there's something I need to think about too before I say that. But uh, it's a tough situation for them, that's for sure. And we got into this debate last November, last December, about this debate when the Hamilton Bulldogs talks about their new arena. We had conversations about this a lot. And we always said, They could never go toward the GTA. They would have to go toward Brantford Way or toward the mall way. They would not be able to go Burlington. I don't know why people thought about that because I don't know how you could even think you could do that. Because when you look at Mississauga's tenants, this is nothing new. Yes, it's poor, but there's nothing really new. I mean, last. Brampton doesn't have a team anymore for a reason. Yeah. Mississauga originally moved to Niagara for a reason. Yeah. And. 41% 41% full Nineteen twenty was Mississauga. So that's nothing great. I mean, it's the lowest sold in the league in nineteen twenty, And then Hamilton, obviously, with the 17,000. But, but that's, a lot. that's, that's yeah, totally that different. That's pretty... totally different. Yeah, that's totally different. But, David, it's a lot different than that. But it's not a good situation right now, and it's a great place to watch a game. It is. It's one of my favorite areas yeah. to go to. We're, like, we were talking about it on the weekend about possibly going to Mississauga. Like, it's a nice arena. It's a fun place to go to. You like to go there. It's a good spot. It's in a very nice spot to get out of the arena. You get out quick. You get home quick. It's in a nice spot there. And it's just a tough situation when you go to the games and you see family there, it's just family and friends there, players. And they're going to have to start to do, like, big giveaways. I mean, the Red Wings struggled before when the Elites first spot the team. You talked about tar giveaways and stuff. Ticket pricing. We gotta look at that too. Maybe knock the ticket pricing down and give a percentage to concessions. Get more get more fans. So we give a percentage to concessions, we get shot, more shop value. And down we get some revenue back. They're gonna have to do stuff like that. Maybe do ten dollar tickets and then because I feel like the average person spends over way over $25 at a game. Oh yeah. Easily. So can you imagine, Reese, if you take the ten dollars off the tickets? So if I go to a game, I buy a ten dollar ticket, I go to the I go to the shop. I want to buy a hat or a shirt or something. Or a there's Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's five bucks. There's $15. Another 10 bucks. I get my, you get my ticket price back. Okay. I want to buy a hat. Okay. That's like 25 bucks. There we go. You got my ticket back plus an extra five. You're going to have to start doing that because let's say you get 870 people. All of a sudden you get 2000 people there for $10. You're getting your money. You're getting more money than what you would have got. So, I, in my opinion, the Mississauga Steelheads got to take that two steps back to take the four steps forward, like I've been saying all the show. Yeah. But that's, that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do. And I mean, when you're owned like that and when the arena is what it is in that situation, you may have the luxury to do that. But one question is the concession stands, the percentage. I don't know how much of it goes to the team or in the arena. I want to know the percent about that. I don't know yet, but I got to do some research on that. Because that's the one question, right? Because, like, if you're not, if it's not team-owned, right, like, what do you do, right? Like, plus, plus, when you share a venue with the 905 team, that's, with the Raptors, that's very tough with what the Raptors. And they're are doing, doing in the really well in Toronto. The 905. And yes, exactly, exactly. With what you've done in Toronto, and what the Raptors have done in Toronto, in my opinion, the best sporting game to go to in Toronto is a Raptor game. They got stuff going on. You got Drake down on the court. You got music bumping, it's a good time it's a good vibe and it's not like leaf games where you have suit and ties jays games where they're just there sometimes until the playoffs and yeah. then it's bandwagoners because they can cough up the money but it's different for a raptor game and with what the raptors have done to the to the city of toronto and what masai ujiri brings to the table it's that's another thing for the mississauga Steelheads. they got to compete with the 905 team yeah. and it's so similar to what the Toronto Argonauts are going through. So Toronto, F- Toronto FC, you look at Toronto FC. Toronto FC is a big deal because the best soccer is across the pond in the, in the Euros. That's the best soccer, right? So they don't know anybody. They're going to spend their money on that. They know the NHL is just at the road. They play every Saturday night in Toronto, on Hockey Night in Canada, Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. the original 16. That's tough to compete with. It is because when Toronto has money, Toronto's always been like this. Well, Toronto I've got an argument best. for that. I'll let you finish, and then I'll explain my argument. But all right, and then you got the Argos, the Argonauts, compared to Hamilton. Hamilton packs it. Toronto, the Bills come. Okay, we'll get forty thousand at Rogers Center. Argonauts, we don't even get ten. There's a mm. the situation where if it's not Toronto, has always been like this, where they need the big situation. They need the big stuff. If it's not big, they don't want it. And that's why I think it would be cool if Mississauga was the top prospects game. Give them the bump. Give them the bump. What's your argument? So, and and this will put a wrap on our segment. Um, and this ties into the Leafs. Uh, it could even tie into the Marlies, because the Marlies do pretty well. Yeah. Toronto is not a hockey hurting this year. Tro- well, everyone is. Um, I agree with that. Toronto's not a hockey city. Toronto is, oh, we have the hockey hall of fame. That's cool. Toronto is a maple leaf city that there is no doubt about it. If it was a hockey city, the Mississauga steelheads would be doing just fine because if you love hockey that much, you're going to go watch the steelheads. You're going to go watch, you know, junior B or the ECHL when they were there, the Brampton battalion, when they were there, Exactly. But instead of going to support those teams, seeing the game's next best, like going to see the Shane best. Shane Wright goes there. I'm out of the Ontario Hockey League. Shane Wright goes to Mississauga. Let's say that. You'd rather go to a bar, get smashed, watch the Leafs lose, instead of okay. going to see the future number one overall pick for $15 and you know, maybe have one or two beers, then go to the bar after and maybe go watch one of the late games or something. Like, that yep. That's the problem I have with putting other hockey than the Leafs in the GTA is they will always fail because the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm not saying the Steelheads are failing. That's not what I'm saying at all. Other hockey besides the Leafs will not do well because it is a Leafs town. It is not a hockey town. It is a Leafs town and it will always be like that until they win a cup when I'm, a hundred years pass when I'm dead. When they win their next cup, twenty never. <laughs> it, it's always going to be a Leaf city. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it's going to be. And I wish it wasn't because teams Peace. like the Steelheads would be unreal. You could, get, if you got a thousand people, actually a thousand people, not a thousand tickets sold. If you got a thousand butts in seats in Mississauga, that building would be electric. And I know a thousand people. That doesn't make it sound like it would be, but it would be. It would make a difference. Players would want to, you know, they'd be like, oh, Mississauga, you're in the heart, like you're in Toronto, the airport's right there. Like that's in a nice hotspot. There's going to be scouts there. And the scouts go there, but you want to see fans cheering. You want to hear that goal horn in the background with all the fans cheering. Like when you have 500 people in the stands in an arena that can fit way more than that, you want it, you want more people there. And if they can realize that there is great hockey just down the highway at the Paramount Fine Food Center, if you can't get a ticket at Scotiabank Arena, go there. For, go it's there cheaper. because it, it's worth it's it. Well it. You miss the Leafs game, but darn, you're going to miss a Leafs game. There's 82 oh, of so them. They're gonna lose. Settle down and let go support this team because I think the Steelheads, that could be really good. That could be a really good situation if they started to get more butts in seats. And I know this has been a very long debate that we've gone on so much longer than we should Quick, have. Quickly. But when, when we're in a pandemic, you have to support the local guys. The Leafs are going to make money. The MLSE's And we're big. business guys. And we've but, always been like this. It's yeah. good. We're big business guys. So we've always and gotten MLC into this. makes money no matter what. They're making money while you're sleeping at 2 o'clock in the morning, even when no teams so, are playing. The Steelheads? Exactly. Maybe, yeah. but not, not a money. whole lot. So – so get this. Please start 24th. treating Toronto like a hockey city and not a Leaf city, because that situation, Mississauga, could be a whole lot better. Exactly, and it's such a nice venue. And here it is, here, Reese, and this is your point. So November nineteenth, and this is a nice free ad for the Mississauga Steelheads. You can get you can get seats behind the net where they shoot twice for twenty in the first row for 24.75 the ticket LA with so like Clark and the, Clark and the Barry Colts going there. .LA. Kings, the night on November 17th against the Washington Capitals, that same seat at Staples Center, 187 dollars. Yeah. Get your value. Get your value now. That's yeah. all I got to say. And like we said, if the Kingston Frontenacs are in town, you're going to see the number one overall pick. And plus less commercial breaks, you know, very true. Big, more fan. flow. More big flow. fans of that. We are big, big fans. big time. Of that. More yeah. flow. Absolutely. more flow. Um, but we do have to hit the break. That was a very long debate that, well, we don't care. We, knew how it. It went. We, we, we really knew don't. It. Care. We knew it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a crappy situation. Obviously league attendance is down. The pandemic has a lot to do with that, but, uh, Mississauga, it's been a problem for a while in our eyes. So, um, something we had to talk about because Twitter was talking about it and well, we thought it was important. So uh, we decided to go through it. But uh, when we come back from the break, a couple more things to get to. Uh, And then of course it is our featured game for the week. We'll also get to uh, players that caught our eyes over the weekend, teams that caught our eyes over the weekend and uh, all our OHL players and goaltender of the week. We will get to all of that next here on the own 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60 follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demani, along with Colin Ward. Final segment of the show uh, here on episode number 70. A uh, few things to get to before our featured game. A uh, couple of players who stood out. We'll, get, we'll do the uh, players of the week first, um, and then we can kind of include who else kind of we liked and who we thought should have got a better look. But uh, uh, we'll start with the player of the week, and uh, there's going to be a lot of these. I think he's just hmm. starting to heat up, and he's going to be a fun player to watch. If you're in Mississauga, near Mississauga, and the Kings Front are in town, go watch them. Uh, because Shane Wright, just won player of the week, and he was phenomenal. Yes, he was. And then, I mean, a spectacular week for Shane Wright, especially wrapping it up in their most recent game where the four assists is huge and uh, well-deserved. And you're going to see that a lot as well for the future uh, first overall pick this season in the National Hockey League draft. Yeah, a lot of arenas are going to be full when he comes to town and Shane Wright just, he's starting to figure it out. Paul Edwinski has been good. The Kingston Frontenacs have had a nice supporting cast since Shane Wright is kind of, not been the Shane Wright that we're waiting for, but now he's starting to get there and just watched Kingston just start to shoot up the standings. It's going to be uh, really fun to see. And then winning OHL goaltender of the week coming over from the Western Hockey League, Roman Bazrin takes home he's been this good. week's honors. Yeah, Bazrin's been really good. That game we saw him play in Niagara, I was really impressed with his movement around the net. He feels him mm-hmm. that well. I was very surprised that he made it over here. I am surprised he went through the WHL. I thought some team would claim him, but I guess not. So good pick for Mississauga. Nevertheless, I mean, he's a good over here. That's for sure. Yeah. It's worked out well with Joe Ranger expecting to really take the load, having him come over as well as he has been. So, Oh, okay. 1A, 1B. Here we go. So, yeah. Yeah. He just won the battle. Yeah. As I click on the link here, a couple other players that were, uh, that we're kind of in the mix. Uh, and he is the reigning player of the month in the Ontario Hockey League. Sasha Pastajov, 2 1 0 mark this past week. Uh, he's at the top of the OHL scoring. Uh, that's seven points over those three games, two goals, five assists for the Gulf Storm uh, as well. Rory Currens uh, also recorded seven points, two goals, and five assists for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, who also. Uh, went 2-1 and one, uh, over the past week. In terms of other netminders that were uh, in the mix for OHL, goaltender of the week behind uh, Roman Bazrin, Xavier Medina. Maybe he started to hit his stride with the Windsor Spitfires. 2-0. Yeah. 1.99 goals against average and the same percentage him. of, uh, I was of 9.33 over that mark. Yeah, for the players that caught our eyes, I actually he's going to pick Medina. They have somebody else. It's all good. He's going to pick Medina. Um, Medina's been good. That's nice to see. And then, of course, Brett Brochu finally loses a game. You knew H&G it was going to happen. He is such a good goalie, but, you know, one and one this past week, 1.98 goals against average, 909 save percentage. What else are you going to ask for out of him? So, yeah, and it's tough for London without their captain, two in the back of back, show guest Luke Evangelista, out with flu like symptoms. And obviously, you can't cross the border yeah. with the flu, with any symptoms. So that's why he was out, being still, according to Ryan Payette. 50-50 on to tonight's game against the Gulf Storm. Still 50-50 to be in the lineup. So that's an interesting thing to look for come game time and the attitude lines are not out yet, but keep track on Twitter for that one. Ryan Payette will have you on that one for sure if he's in the lineup or not. Yeah, Right here for the line of nights. he the line of free press. Yeah, Who else stood out to you, Colin? Get uh, one more player yeah. in each. Yeah, so for me, there's a... I mean, there was a couple there. I really like Tucker Robertson's week, but obviously he's had a few of those weeks. And I'm going to kind of go off the board. I'm going to go off the board. And I think he's had a really good week. And I'm glad, I am glad that he is. Because he deserves it. I know how hard he works. Local guy for me, Maddox Collins in Kingston as well. Starting to heat up. We had Marcus Boudelier on. He mentioned he's a future 25 goal scorer. in this year, I believe he will. I believe he will. The 18-year-old obviously the length of native, but seven points this week in nine games. That's nice. Seven points in nine games for Maddox. Big congrats. He had a very good week. He had a nice, uh, nice game against Peterborough. He's going to, he's starting to hit his stride. And that's nice to see him get that role and play well. So my pick is Maddox Collins. This week, uh, play the caught my eye. For me, I'm going, uh, defenseman, Nathan Steos. Uh, you tracked his shots on Sunday. Uh, in Hamilton, that 4-3 loss to the Barry Colts. But uh, even even when we saw him on Saturday against the Sudbury Wolves, uh, he collected two assists. And just he's, he seems to be everywhere, whether it's in his own end, he's banging bodies, he's getting in front of pucks, blocking shots. Like it's, it, it's amazing to see. And we talked about Daniil Gushin earlier in the season, earlier in the season, earlier in the show, just about his 200-foot game, how it's improved uh, over the last week or two. Whereas Nathan Stales is finding a way to get the job done at both ends of the ice as well. And um, clearly he's an offensive defenseman. We saw the one timer in the, uh, in that game against the Barry Colts, just lets it rip uh, from that right wing side. And again, it's looking just, for his stats now, yeah, it continues to get better and better and just a very underrated pickup. It's probably not as underrated as I think it is, but um, you know, Getting him from the Windsor Spitfires, uh, Steve Steyos. I mean, he knows <laughs> yeah. best. But uh, yeah, he's uh, Nathan. He's been really good, Nathan, uh, for the Hamilton Bulldogs this year. And Reed Duffy has just been in awe of oh. him. I know Reed Duffy has really liked his game this season. So um, Nathan Steyos, really he stood out to me this weekend uh, for the Hamilton Bulldogs. And remember that point where we mentioned that at like the exact same time where like. The Stamos pickup might be the best Stamos yeah. pickup he's had. I It's good, might be the best pickup he's had. Yeah, Robert Thomas. Times. That deal worked out pretty well for both sides. Yeah, for and both sides. the a championship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But Nathan no, Stales but this for is value. yeah this for value. Is, I mean, you yeah. never thought the value would be like this. I mean, he's running your power play, which is good. Cool. You got Grushnikov, Romeo playing good. You have Donovan, who yes, he's young, but he could be running a power play on mm-hmm. any team right now. In the league, that's how uh, Gonzalez has been. And Reese, five shots on Sunday. Um, one goal, goal? so yeah. one goal on five shots. He has one goal right inside the flag, hey, like right in front of the faceoff dot, like in forward territory, too. So, like, he's active in the rush. I believe that was a power play where they kind of got mixed match there. So, the one face, the one to the right dot inside around the net that's just a shot around the power, play. I think they kind of got away from their system where head kind of out of position, kind of switch it up a little bit, switch off the half wall, walk down toward the net, step into one, take a shot off his left side. So I feel like that was the one, the goal was a nice little slop shot. One timer, two where he switched with the winger. Mm-hmm. That was a nice goal on a one timer, but that's basically it for Steyo. It's a lot of walk the lines. He has a lot of walk the lines from left to right on that one time side. He likes to see that a lot. And, uh, you had a lot of shots blocked through a tipped, right? Where it's tough. I give I give them the shot on the tip just because it's close and it's a shot through it's just tipped. It was getting through, but it's a tip. So that's why that. I give that a shot. If it's a shot, to score. You can tell the difference between a wrist shot or a slap shot about two feet off the ice Met for a tip, and oh, yeah. one where yeah, I want to shoot it right through the guy. You can tell the difference. So absolutely Nathan Stale, Nathan Stale's a really good pick, Reese. I like that. Also, I want to give a quick, quick shout out, Reese. I know we're a little bit over time, and I know I kind of got to shut up because we got to get into the featured game. But Bo Gelsma, massive game on Sunday in Hamilton, a couple points in that game, third star in the game as well. So back-to-back weeks, guys came on in the same show, Gavin Bryant and Bo Gelsma, third stars in game. So we're starting to get the stars of the games now for them. So that's right on to see. And uh, Gelsma, he was all over the ice on Sunday, three shot attempts, one goal one shot on goal, but that's a pretty good performance for Bo Gelsman. Good defensively, really good skater. And Reece, when we saw him play in Niagara. We both said Gelsman looks good. just needs more yeah. ice time. And now that he is, he's really showing that off. And I've always been high on Bo, and uh, I know he's going to be good. I know he's going to be a good draft pick in the National Hockey League. And he's just going to keep, keep getting better, and he's going to be a future superstar in this league. So congrats to Bo. Keep it up as well. Always got to support the show guests. They are the best. Oh, big time! I think every every week, and I gave the shot and I gave the shout out to Gavin Bryan a couple of weeks ago about his yeah. play, who's been real spectacular. And now Bo Gels might have to as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, to the featured game. It does include the Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, Saturday afternoon, four o'clock start. They are hosting the Ottawa Sixty Sevens, and. Well, we um, love going to the first Ontario center. So why not? That's the only, yeah, it's really that's not the biggest reason, but, uh, uh, yeah, but about you know, the East division. This is yeah. a Nice matchup between the 67s and Bulldogs. They're kind of around the same area right now. Um, no team really is ahead of, in my opinion, anyways, I really don't see either team. You no. Know, oh, even though they're tied in points, top of the Eastern, yeah. uh, East division tied with North Bay, top of the Eastern conference, they're, they're pretty like they're, they are even 16 point. Yeah. yeah these teams are pretty well, even you could say they're for 43, 44. Yeah. You could say against 41, 40. Exactly. It's not like Hamilton. Oh, they're way out in front and they just have gotten unlucky or Ottawa's gotten lucky. They've just been able to squeak out more wins, but no, these, these teams are even like, All the way up and down their lineup, eight wins for Ottawa, seven for Hamilton. But Hamilton's got two losses in extra time, whereas Ottawa doesn't. So that's where the tide breaker is. But this is this is as even as you can get. And I know we're not into the featured matchup yet. It's not Saturday, so. Could be different when we're talking then, but uh Yeah, this is one of the main reasons that we chose this game is this is going to be even. It's going to be a pretty fair fight. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Yeah, and teams coming in on back-to-backs as well. So those are always exciting. Do that second effort, we'll we'll probably see Joe back. And we might see my guy, Colin McKenzie, who I've been high on ever since the day he was drafted two years ago. Mm -hmm. I've been high on him ever since I saw him play in Midget. I've loved his game. So I hope hope he gets the start. I'm not going to name him my player to watch because I don't (laughs) know and I don't want to make the mistake, but I'm very excited to see uh, him play if he does. That's for sure. It might yeah. be a game-time decision. Might have to do a video from the arena. Who our players to watch are just because yeah. I want right. to make – if he's in net, then he's my guy. But if not, I don't know. So maybe, maybe I pick him. Maybe, maybe I pick we should him. start doing that once a we get to game day. Start to see what the lineups are like, and that's when we decide. We might have to start doing that. Yeah, like we'll get some players to like watch, but we won't give our official player to watch. Maybe do a video or something like, yeah, set it up, do a video because like it's hard. Because I want to, like, for especially for goalies, for to basically know unless something injuries happen or something will happen. But yeah, I've wanted to pick goalies, but I'm like, watch them not start. And I said that they were my player to watch. Yeah, so we can name a couple guys, Reese, one on each team, but we won't give our official word until game day until we see the lineups. Because right now, for me, if he plays, it's Colin McKenzie for Ottawa. That's for sure for me. And for Hamilton, it would be George Diaco. I think is really good. I think he's just thought I really like him and lost and shared. I really like those two. And uh, the battle hard. Diaco, I watched the guy go from the far face-off dot to his own blue line, win a puck battle. Literally, the um, very defenseman, I think it, was, it wasn't Brandt Clark, but was rounding around the net, full speed. And Diaco comes from the face-off dot. On the far side, I meets mean, has the blue line. Nice check, shoulder to shoulder. Wins the battle, comes down, creates a chance. I love that. I love when guys can do that, get them pucks themselves and make chances themselves for their teammates. I think that's huge. So, mine's Diaco for Hamilton. That'll probably be a lock cuz it's not a goalie, but for if Colin McKenzie starts for Ottawa, it's definitely got to be Colin McKenzie. Yeah, no. Two solid, solid picks. Uh, for me, Hamilton Bulldogs, I'm going Logan Morrison. Um, he's... So good. He leads this team and just all over the ice for the Bulldogs. He just finds a way to get it done. Uh, the Guelph, Ontario native, not big, just six feet tall, 180, but he's able to you move the puck very well, very effectively. And, um, yeah, it's just you have to circle him. I could easily pick Jan Meshack. Um, he has been – very good for the Bulldogs, creating a lot of plays, creating a lot of chances for himself as well as his teammates, so I think uh, very easy to pick him. Uh, for the Ottawa 67s, I think it went Konstantini or Constantini. The, uh, the last time we did the 67s when they did that featured game uh, against the Sudbury Wolves. He's going to switch it up this time. I think Beck's easy to pick. Uh, Jack Beck. guy. So good. So yeah. good. Oh, my God. Big. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- like, I think I had last game. I think you did have Beck last game. Yeah, the Calgary guy. Yeah. Yeah. This week, oh. it's either McKenzie. This week, it's got to be McKenzie. I'll, I'll switch yeah. mine if not. But those are good picks, Morrison and Beck. Those are really good. Yeah. Mine, I got to – mine's a game-time decision.
1: Mine's <laughs> a game-time decision. Oh, it's going
0: to be a good game for sure. It's going to be a good game for sure. Well, you am the score. You mentioned back-to-back. Uh Hamilton's at home to Peterborough Friday. Ottawa's got to come from Ottawa when they host Mississauga on the Friday night. So, yeah, so it probably will be McKenzie. Yeah. Whoever if Cranley starts, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be following that game close on Twitter. The Ottawa game because I want to make sure I want Mackenzie so bad. He's from Waterloo in front of family and friends. It's just yeah. and Peterborough being nobody. Well, I mean, there's obviously going to be families that will be pretty happy to so see McKenzie start. But if Colin McKenzie starts, I'm going to be up there in the top 10 for pump to see him play because nice. I was so happy for every minor Midget watching him play. And I don't know the kid at all. Like, I've never talked to the kid. I, I just watched his video, and I've watched him play, and I like the way he is. I like the way he feels the net. I think he's the next Ottawa goalie. I like how Cranley is now. But with Cedric Andre, I mean, DiPietro went there for a little bit, obviously, but he's still an Ottawa goalie. And then he went, and then Andre, we saw what he did, and then we saw what Cranley can do. I think McKenzie's right there coming up. So make sure you stay tuned, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at the Own Sixty Podcast. It is the Ottawa 67 taking on the Hamilton Bulldogs in this week's featured matchup. Uh, Four PM start, November thirteenth at the First Ontario Center. Uh, again, fun show. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not the name, and it's not the name too. You got a good name too, Colin McKenzie. It's spelled differently, but it's a good name. And on <laughs> that, that note. Metric. We say goodbye from our seven. You're hearing a lot tonight. Um, Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in again at the own 60 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Make sure you hit the follow like button, whatever button it's called. Uh, Have some fun with it. Uh, So make sure you stay tuned (laughs) and and we will chat in seven days.